Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr. Thank you so much for listening in where we talk about the art and culture of running a record label. And when I do these little episodes, and, and this might be a short one, it might be a long one, I'm not sure. But um, when I do these episodes, I really want us to kind of sit back and think about some of the, uh, you know, hopefully you find some practical tips in this, but I really also want to think about some of the bigger picture philosophical things about running record labels and being involved in the music scene. And and the music scene has this um, certain identity that has been established by like TV shows and um, movies and articles written about how evil record labels are and and how little money there are there is in the music industry. And there's just this kind of like identity that was stamped on it from the 80s and the 90s and in the early 2000s during that whole piracy thing. And I think what the era we're living in now is where indie artists and indie record labels have an opportunity to kind of rewrite the narrative on record labels and on indie musicians. And so that's what I kind of hope the one of the the themes and ethos of this whole show um, reestablishes that there is this non-competitive nature. There's this um, incredible, uh, generous community of indie record labels who are um, huge fans of indie music and and want to be the conduit between um, a creative artist and um, a passionate music fan. And so that's what I hope this whole show is about. And today I want to talk about what a clickbaity title, by the way, but I want to talk about the three myths about starting a record label. So I've thought of these three myths and then I have three ways that we can dispel these myths. And so the funny thing is, is that at Thanksgiving or Christmas, when we're talking to our family and we're saying that we're running record labels, which is always a really uncomfortable conversation, but you might hear some of these myths. You might hear some of these statements from people who aren't too familiar or who are just kind of going off of cliches that they've heard. Um, before we do, I want to encourage you to go to our website, otherrecordlabels.com. I am just injecting that site with as many resources that I can get my hands on. Of course, we have our brand new marketing course. Um, that you can check out, but we also have stuff uh, like our how to start a record label checklist, a marketing checklist, a link to our Facebook group. Please come over and join the 500 members we have there. So go to our website, otherrecordlabels.com to check that out. Here are the three myths about record labels. Okay. Are you ready? What? I mean, come on. It is very clickbaity. I get it, but it worked, right? You're listening. Okay. Number one, there's no money in the arts. I talked about this in our course on the, and in one of the conclusion videos, and I want to share this story with you. But my cousin uh, got signed to a record label when I was young, and he was about maybe six, seven years older than me. And, um, and this was um, about 20 years ago. And I was a teenager, naive. I loved music. I loved buying records. He got signed to a, a label. And he moved to Nashville. And he met a couple of the artists that I was familiar with. And I remember asking him when I saw him later, I was asking him about, him about a certain rock band and, and I was asking if they lived in a mansion or like, were they millionaires? And he laughed as we all would laugh now, because the truth is they were poor. They were all living in this sharing one, like one bedroom apartment. And, the, and they had this broken down touring van and, um, they were, you know, we know now because of social media, what a lifestyle of an indie artist was, but I just kind of assumed because they had a CD out that they were millionaires. That was what was going on in my 14 year old brain at the time. And so, um, I remember asking my cousin this and he laughed and explained their situation. And he just said, 
there's no money in the arts. There's no money in the arts. So that's the first myth is that there's no money in the arts. And I'm going to hop over, I'm going to read you these three myths, and then I'm going to hop over to the three ways I think we can address these myths and that we can, um, and some of them may be true in a way, but um, uh, that we can start to dispel these myths. And so um, the first one is that there is no money in the arts and that you it would be better to um, get into, I don't know, work at Starbucks or go into construction or become a lawyer or something. Number two there's no need for labels anymore. I hear this all the time. That is a very clickbaity article is that why would any artist uh, sign to a record label? And, and there, there's some incredible truths to that. Um, in fact, artists are recording in their bedrooms. They're mastering online or in their bedrooms, doing a great job. They're networking with people. Um, and it starts to beg the question, why do you need a distributor? Why do you need a record label? Uh, why do you need a mix engineer or a mastering engineer? There's a ton of these questions that are kind of being reevaluated today, which I think is really cool. Um, and any artist who's questioning whether they should sign to a record label to me is quite advanced. They're, they're already ahead of the game because they're doing a lot themselves. So I'm going to address that in a second. That's the myth number two. Myth number three is record labels are profit-driven, greedy pigs. Man, that's true. You know, like, it's not true, but that I can see where that has come from the 90s and the 2000s about how quick they were to spend money and uh, and how little the artists got. And when you look at some of the distribution platforms we have today, we kind of see that to be true. Okay, so those are the three myths, but I want to give us some some practical tips that we can do to dispel those myths so that when we're at Thanksgiving with our family and they say, why does uh, an artist need a record label anymore? Or why would you start a record label? There's no money in music. There's no money in the arts. Why would you do that? So there's three things um, that I, I want to help you with. So number one is the myth, there's no money in the arts. My advice to that would be to be resilient and to be strategic because the reality is there is money. There are record labels who are making livings. We've talked to record labels who break that incredible threshold of getting to quit their day job. And, and, and the labels I talk to, that is like the number one dream is to quit their part-time job, doing something they're not passionate about to run the record label that they are passionate about. And there are labels that we talk to um, who have done that. And there are, of course, incredible indie record labels who have stayed true to the art and stayed true to their music, but have been able to make a living and to be to be sustainable and to create a living for their artists to be sustainable. And so we know that they're able to do that. And part of the show is to uncover how did they do that. Um, but I would encourage you, in order to reach that point, is to be resilient and to be strategic and to be intentional with how we run our label. Instead of just relying on hope and just throwing something on the wall and hoping that it sticks, that we become more strategic in how we do it. And how do we do that? We start by listening to this podcast. <laughs> we start by learning from the labels that we admire and that we love. Number two, uh, the second myth is that there's no need for labels anymore. Gosh, there's a lot of truth to that. But here's how we as record labels can remain relevant and remain essential to some artists. Now, some artists do a great job on their own. That's fine. But the way I think that we can remain relevant for artists is to over-deliver. Over-deliver for our artists and to ultimately be generous with our time and um, with our abilities. But as labels, we need to get better and better at reaching the press, getting better at being strategic with social media, um, 
building an email list, getting better at email marketing, even boring stuff like SEO and, and, um, you know, building websites and stuff. Um, we need to get better at being a label overall so that when an artist joins our team, that we can over deliver to that artist. So when an artist is now working on their next album and they're thinking, should I release this on my own? There's like, no way I'm going to release it on my own because my label does so much for me. I'm so appreciative of them. So instead of trying to like say, no, 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 you definitely need to sign to us. Um, I would just completely over deliver to the artist so that they felt like I'm earning my royalty rate um, that my label takes from them and, and more and that they feel in the end, gosh, my label has done so much for me. I owe them so much. I'm so grateful for them. So the way you can do it, and I know the labels we talk to on, on Facebook and I've seen their mindsets and I know the labels we talk to on this show. I know that that is their heart, that that is their mindset is over delivering to their artists. So keep doing that. The third and final myth we're going to address is record labels are profit driven greedy pigs or whatever. Um, the way we can dispel that is to be transparent and to be generous. And we've talked about this on plenty other episodes, but there's a huge importance to being um, transparent about money with our artists and to being generous wherever we can, working hard for them. Like I said, over delivering to them, um, giving them every opportunity where it's possible. I know a couple labels who, um, who give out who will pay for a pressing or a duplication and then um, will let that let the artist benefit from that as much as possible. So I think any time where we can be transparent and say, look it, here is the expenses for pressing this vinyl. Here's all of where I've spent this money. Here's all the effort that I've done. And here's the income that we've got and and lay it all out for them so that they can say, you know, if I were on my own, I would be doing the same kind of thing, except I would ha be having to carry the weight and, and carrying this expenses all myself. So I think it's really important when people say that, oh, labels are just out there to take your money. We can say, uh, I think it's imperative for us to be extremely transparent and extremely generous with our artists. So I hope you found that helpful. Um, and I apologize for doing an episode that is so clickbaity, um, but... Um, to be transparent, I, I, I want you to listen to this. <laughs> so anyway, um, thanks so much for listening. And uh, I, I please go to our website, otherrecordlabels.com um, to get more resources for your label and good luck with your label. Um, and, and, you know, I think back to some of the interviews that we've done and I think it's imperative for us to try to rewrite the narrative on record labels as a whole and to, um, and you know, obviously, you know, I'm passionate about labels, but I do think there's an incredible place for labels. And I do think there is an incredible chance for us to be um, faithful partners with our artists so that artists um, are grateful for us and we're grateful for the artists. And it just creates this perfect uh, synergy, if you will. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening.